All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I feel nice. Hello, nice. oh, magnificent Monday afternoon. How are you? Welcome to the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca where you can get in the game at Alberta's only regulated online gambling website where 100% of the Revenue stays right here in the province of Alberta. How are you? I am Jason Greger alongside Connor Halley. And man, September weekends never leave much as far as a shortage of sports conversation. There's lots to talk about today. We'll get into it as, of course, we are live in the uh, E-Well studio, E-W-E-L.ca for all your electrical needs. We're going to take uh, lots of texts throughout the show today. You can always text us at 833-401-1440. Also say a big hello to all of you watching online at Orders Nation YouTube. We had a very good first week. We actually uh, surpassed our goals of what we wanted for subscribers. So let's keep it up because uh, we have a goal and I'm pretty sure we'll reach it. Uh, any subs- Anybody who hits the subscribe button at the Orders Nation YouTube uh, will be giving away tickets, okay, starting in October. Just to be a subscriber, it's pretty easy. All you got to do is hit the button, and away you go. So, Orders Nation, YouTube, you'll see it right there, and uh, away we go. Some uh, comments coming in. Uh, Happy Monday to you all, Norm in a Combine. Norm said, hey, you know what? Uh, probably pretty busy in a Combine, Norm. I hope all of our farmers, uh, every crop, whatever you're doing, you're cutting, swathing, anything at this time of year, everything's going good. That's what we want. It's, uh, it's rather crucial. 
for uh, all of the non-farmers, if you like food, it helps for sure. So big shout out as always to all of those working in the fields right now. Now, speaking of working, the Edmonton Elks, it's quite the game. First of all, absolutely beautiful conditions for a fan to sit and watch. It was, it was, I'm not going to say it was too hot because that sounds disingenuous. It was quite warm, especially if you were sitting on the east side of the stadium. But honestly, it was like an advantage. I was talking to Rashog today because uh, in the first quarter, he was on the elk side. He's like, oh man, God, is it ever nice out here? And then he walks over to Calgary for the second quarter and he's like, man, he's just sweating bullets. You're in the sun. It was hot. Did that have a play a factor into the uh, comeback in the fourth quarter? I don't know. But uh, either way, why not? You can be nice and cool in the shade. Your opposing team's just standing out there baking in the sidelines. Now, obviously, it didn't hurt them early on. Because the Elks, like how many people thought when Brown busted it for a 40-plus yard rush to start the game, touchdown on their first series, you're thinking, whew, the Elks are going to rout them here. And then, my goodness, it was some sloppy play. They had 11 passing yards midway through the third quarter. I was like, oh, my goodness. And then it was just like a switch flipped, and all of a sudden they're like, you know what? We're going to start playing. Trey Ford on the one series, two big passes, boom, touchdown. And then it just continued, and it was quite the comeback. You know, Faithful misses the convert, but then allows him to be the hero on the last play of the game. Huge win. And honestly, I'm not sure you could have scripted it any better. If you're a Calgary fan for the Labor Day game, they have the big comeback. And then you're an Elks fan on the uh, Labor Day rematch, and the home team gets the big comeback. That's how you have people want to come to your stadium again. It's that simple. I I don't care what promotions you have. Now, I guess unless you're giving away a million dollars, a lot of them are like, yeah, that's a nice bonus for fans. But they want that feeling of being a fan when you leave the stadium and your team wins. And that's what they had. Uh, last, as you see on the uh, the YouTube channels, uh, lots of little kids in the background. Uh, the con man is like our greeter. People can't necessarily see uh, Connor in studio all the time. But uh, Con, see, he's like the queen. He's got the wave down. He's always got the one hand waving uh, to people looking because they're behind my back. So I can see them sometimes if I if I look uh, uh, onto the to the live feed. I can see it in the in the reflection. But uh, Connor is always greeting him. And, and for the first week, last week, I was like, why are you trying to get my attention? What's going on? But uh, you were waving to everyone. Trying to give them that uh, Dean Faithful wave, you know, as as he was in the locker room in the <laughs> celebration. I'm trying to get that their way. But, yeah, a lot of people taking a peek in, looking at the uh, the lineup that we have listed out there. So always got to wave to the kids, right? Can't just leave them hanging. Oh, no, they're pretty fired up. So, of course, uh, we're, we're live in the UL studio in uh, West Edmonton Mall, right above the uh, Lego store for Sports 1440. The... Uh, Edmonton Oilers, we are inching closer to the start of training camp. Rookie camps get going this week. And then, of course, there's the rookie tournament this weekend. And then main camps, the medicals are next Wednesday. And next Thursday is the first on-ice session. They'll be on-ice Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then the Oilers have their first preseason game against Winnipeg next Sunday, the 24th of September. Actually, have five games in the first week of uh, preseason. And then got three in the final week. And then the puck drops on October 11th as the orders. Do you know that Connor McDavid in his rookie season started on the road? Remember they had a four game road trip to start that year. They started in St. Louis. 16, 17 starts on home ice. 18, the orders were in Europe in uh, Gothenburg, Sweden, if you recall. 
to New Jersey they lost. And then the last four they've started at home. So it's really, in North America, this is only the second time in McDavid's career uh, during this era that the Oilers have started the season on the road. They will do that in Vancouver. Uh, we'll do a little deep dive. I looked into the Oilers' schedule uh, throughout the season, broke it up into the four quarters, 20 games, 21, 20, 21. And, you know, you look at how many back-to-back sets they have and everything else. The Oilers are kind of right in the middle when it comes to back-to-backs. Now, I didn't calculate three games in four nights, although the Oilers do have 12 of those situations where they'll play three games in four nights. Um, because, you know, sometimes if you're playing one, then you have a day off, then your second half of back-to-back, they play twice. Then, of course, you would play two days later, so that accounts as two. But that, that only happens to them. They only have 12 of them, which isn't bad, considering they have 10 back-to-backs. The New Jersey Devils lead the NHL, or sorry, Washington leads the NHL. They'll have 18, or sorry, 16 sets of back-to-back. Seattle only has five. Florida has seven. Few teams have eight. Lots of teams are at 10, 11, 12 area. And then you have Washington, New Jersey. They're up at 15 and 16 for uh, back-to-backs. But the orders, kind of a unique schedule this year. Did you know they, they only have one road trip where it's four consecutive games on the road? That happens in November, and none of the games are back-to-back. They play every second day. And that's a trip where they have Carolina, Florida, Tampa, and Washington. All their other road trips are, are three gamers. Now, they do have a six-game trip technically. It's three games before Christmas break, and then three games after Christmas break, they're all on the road. So it's technically six consecutive games on the road, but it's not the same road trip because obviously they'll come home. Some players will leave after game three and go to their, their Christmas home for a few days because the orders actually get a little bit, of, you know, they have enough time that I think some players will go home for, uh, for the holidays especially those on the East Coast, because then they just come back and they're there. So that's uh, that's pretty easy for them. But overall, I think the order schedule, if you're somebody who looks at the schedule and different things like that, I think they have a pretty favorable schedule overall. The only area of concern is in the last 26 days of the season, the orders have four sets of back-to-back. Now, Darnell Nurse, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, Leon Dreisaitl, three of the four players I've talked to uh, during these captain skates have all discussed the importance of a good start. Now, a few years ago, remember, the orders were 16-5. and Now, their record was good. I don't know if they were playing as great as the record said, and then obviously they hit the skids significantly. Last year, decent start, hit the skids a bit, and then got on a roll. They would like to, I think, bank some points so they don't have to scramble, then down the stretch, when they're playing all those back-to-back games, you know what? Jay Woodcroft can alleviate some of the minutes for his top guys. Maybe only play 18, 19 minutes, not have to play 24 or 5, depending on where they are in the standings. So we'll, we'll look at the schedule a little bit later on uh, as well. Also on the uh, show today, excited about the uh, the lineup the con man has had. Uh, we will have uh, Terry Ryan. He is our Monday co-host. He'll join us at 3 o'clock. We've got the uh, Hall of Famer, Warren Moon. We're going to talk about quarterback mechanics with uh, Warren today. Andy Petrillo will join us. She is a regular Monday contributor at 4 o'clock. Uh, we're going to talk soccer. We're going to talk track and field this week with Andy. She, of course, was just at the uh, World Track and Field Championships with some historic results for Canada, including uh, Arup, the young uh, Edmontonian, first ever 800-meter gold medalist. Awesome. So we'll talk to Andy about that. We have uh, Ryan's rant. Uh, Speck will be by Robbie Shrimp, former uh, first-round pick of the Edmonton Owners, former NHLer. He is now the director of hockey operations. 
for the Hong Kong Junior Tigers. We'll talk to uh, Robbie about that. Uh, Bronte will be by. Uh, also, uh, the two-minute warning with uh, Cam Tate. We have to talk some fantasy football because the NFL season uh, kicked off. And it was... Now, if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, you're pretty pumped up, especially if you had their defense or special teams because they crushed it. They pitch a shutout. The Giants didn't score a point. It's probably a good thing Struddy isn't on till tomorrow because whew, he needs he needs an extra sleep just to try to get rid of the stench of being a Giants fan because that was ugly, Connor Halley. Gregor, he's going to spin it, though. He's going to say, no, I want to lose these games. I want... I want Caleb Williams. I'm done with Danny Dimes. I want them to lose all these games. You honestly think, do you think he could come to him and say <laughs> he's done with Danny Dimes? I wonder. I really wonder. I don't, I, I just think he always tries to, you know, when they're, they're bad, he'll spin it. Even when they were winning games last year, he, he was unsure about it. He wanted a good draft pick. So I, I think he's going to find a way to spin this one, make us seem like we're crazy for, for nah. blowing a 40 nothing game out of proportion. Ooh, man. Like that wasn't really close. No. 16 like, nothing after the first quarter. Well, the hilarious part is if, if you were somebody who didn't watch the game and you had Cowboy <laughs> offensive guys in your fantasy team, you're like, oh, my, how many points did Dak get me? And then you come up and you're like, what? Didn't do a whole bunch. But, hey, he got more than Joe Burrow. Yeah. What about T. Higgins? He got a donut. Got at the tight end in Philly. Donut. Like, there was uh, Drake London didn't get a pass. He had one target. He ran 20 routes, Connor. <laughs> And had one target his way. Kyle Pitts had three. Like, I, I'm very curious to see what uh, Atlanta's strategy is long term. Because I don't think that's a strategy to win by any stretch of the imagination. But it was, I think what this first week of the regular season, and I talked about it before, Cons. To me, it's ridiculous how f- they, they've gone way too far in the preseason of not playing your starters. And thinking it doesn't matter. Well, trust me. It matters. You even had some coaches saying, jeez. Might have to rethink this. You think? Like, you can't just snap your finger and think, okay, great, our offense. Because, look, I haven't mentioned Dallas. Dallas's offense was okay, but it was their defense that scored a lot of points and created turnovers all over the field. There was very few teams that were great in sync offensively this weekend. Yeah, and I know that a lot of teams have brought up in the past that they have these scripted practices against other NFL teams. But that's a little bit different than the situations you have thrown at you in a regular season game with – 60, 70,000 people in there making noise. Like, it's just not the same. So I'm with you. I'd love to see starters get a little bit more time. I know there is always that risk of injury, but how many guys went down with injury in the preseason uh, compared to just during training camp? I mean, these non-contact injuries pop up all the time. Uh, to say you're, you know, to, to live in fear that you're going to lose some of your starters due to the couple snaps in preseason seems a little bit ridiculous. Uh, and Yeah, I, I wonder if it starts to change. But you're right. Uh, I had Joe Burrow starting over Trevor Lawrence. I own that one. That one cost me my week one matchup in fantasy, but it, it was a little bit discouraging to see what the Cincinnati Bengals did there in week one against the Browns. I know the Browns defense was very cocky going into this one. They thought they'd find a way to get it done, but yeah, uh, week one, uh, I'm what, frustrated I went with Burrow. What was Jamar Chase's line? I'm not happy. Did he say we lost to a bunch of hobbits? Elves. Elves. I called them elves, yeah, and elves. we lost to elves. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> that line made me chuckle. But if hey, and if you're Cleveland, you're just like, yeah, hey, chirp all you want, buddy. We just shut you down, which exactly. they did. Uh, give them a lot of credit. Hey, guys, are there any coaches at the Orders Captain Skates? 
I know they can't show up, but do they bring in any coaches? Jensen. Well, Adam Huxley, who used to be in the Orders organization, he now works with a, a skills company, Pep. He was out there today running. It was just kind of like a skills uh, drill today. They had all sorts of different contraptions on the ice. Some of you have probably seen it. You know where you have it's it's like the uh, it's got a, a stick on it, and then it's got another blade, and you pass underneath it, you pass around it, tight turns, different things like that. So uh, they had that on there. Uh, your goalie coach can be on the ice. And uh, Dave Pelche. So that's why Dustin Schwartz has been able to be on and Dave Pelche. None of your coaches who are like your head coach or any of your assistant coaches that are on the bench. Dustin Schwartz is not on the bench in games. He's always upstairs. So uh, those coaches aren't allowed on the ice during this. So. A few other uh, quick texts to get in at uh, 10, 12, 60. Hey, guys, uh, how many tickets were uh, free for the Elks game? I have no idea. But I don't think it's that many. I don't see the Elks giving away tons of tickets. I haven't seen that online anywhere. I have you, as have you, Connor? Have you seen free tickets here, free tickets there? I haven't seen many. No, no, nothing like that. Yeah. So I'm sure there might have been some, but not many. It's okay to just be happy about people showing. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Up to the game and having fun and running on the field. It's a good thing, not a bad thing. Take a quick break. Uh, we'll return. We have uh, Bronte coming up, Andy Petrillo, Terry Ryan, and more on a busy Monday edition of the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 223, welcome back. Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. You're home for uh, Sports Radio, and we're just going to keep expanding here in the uh, in the next month. You're going to hear uh, sports at, uh, at more hours of the day. Just uh, be patient, but it is coming. Obviously, right now, we're 7 a.m. until 6 p.m., and we'll be expanding that in the uh, coming weeks and months, which will be uh, which will be quite exciting. Let's get now to the uh, oil report brought to you by Volvo of Edmonton. They have been the number one dealership in Canada for Volvo sales. If you're looking for not only a great car but unbelievable service, stop in. Say hi to Jordy, Mike, and the group. VolvoEdmonton.com. Great vehicles, even better service. 
As uh, we welcome back to the uh, program from uh, Oilers Nation, a longtime uh, beat reporter for the uh, NHL, CFL, covered boxing for uh, many years, uh, the Trappers way back in the day, Robin uh, Brownlee, or as we like to call him, uh, Ruben Bronte. It's probably just better. I think most people most people call him Bronte now more than Brownlee anyway. So it, uh, it's better. Rubes, how you doing? How you doing, Jason? Yeah, I'm all good. It sound, that's a nice description, a nice sounding resume. I think it kind of just means I'm I'm getting old, huh? <laughs> well, not kind of, but anyway. <laughs> um, let's uh, let's start with the uh, you know the green and gold. We said it beforehand. Trey Ford has become someone that you want to watch. He's entertaining. There's obviously still elements of his game. He's a very young quarterback uh, overall, and and we saw the struggles in the passing game for the first two and a half quarters. The the Elks had eleven passing yards which is mind-blowing to even say that but in the final 20 minutes of that game the offense found its legs and uh, were able to storm back and, and repeat what calgary did to them on monday and uh, you send the crowd home thirty-two thousand people uh super happy in how that game ended and you know what uh, the elks uh, it's, it's very slim let's be honest i don't think playoffs are really the goal it'd be nice but it's more so can this team build on something heading into next season yeah, I completely agree. I mean, for Ford, that was probably, uh, it wasn't even close to his previous performance. And, and you know, I think he tripled his passing yardage in that one scoring drive, uh, uh, you know, up to that point. What I like about it, Jason, is this, and I'm with you. I don't know about the how the playoff picture is going to play out. We'll see. What I like is fans are having fun and, Talk about me. Well, I'm I'm looking at my social uh, uh, media, and I think I at one point said Elks need a new kicker. Well, <laughs> after the game, we've got Dean Faithful doing the Queen's wave. Now you know what that doesn't that doesn't change the season, but people love that. Did you see how many hits that got? Oh yeah. And here's a guy. Yeah, pe- people are having fun. You're going to have to get the other stuff straightened out. And, but, you know, we'll see what happens with playoffs. This team's got work to do. But right now, if you give people a reason to buy a ticket and come into the park because you're winning or because it's fun or both, if you can have it, if you could have things your way, that's what you want. So this looks like they've got themselves a toehold in that sense. And we'll see what happens with the standings. But that was a lot of fun that night. Oh, it was. And, you know, I think it's fair. Some of the criticisms on faithful, like what distance can he go? But hey, he made a key yeah. kick at a key time. So obviously uh, let him revel in it. Good for him. Now the Elks are into uh, Regina on Friday. They've had two very close games against the Riders this year. They lost both. And many people wondered if Trey Ford had played to those games, could they have won? Well, we'll find out. Now the Riders have played better as of late. Well, you know, they beat Winnipeg and then they got pounded in the, in the rematch. So, you know, it, it's interesting when you look at it because Hamilton plays Winnipeg this weekend, and if uh, Winnipeg takes care of business like we think they should, if the Elks can find a way to win, then suddenly, you know what, they're within two points of Hamilton, and you know, and then they're they're getting a little bit closer even to Saskatchewan. All I think that's a pipe dream to try to gain up uh, six points down the stretch here on the Riders when yeah. they, when they own the tiebreaker. But you know what, like the, the games at least have a semblance that they mean something down the stretch. Well. You've lived through this just like every sports fan in town has, Jason. We talk about, you know, the decade of darkness with the 
with the Oilers. Well, this wasn't quite that, but when you go 1,400 days or whatever it was without even winning a game at home, you got to give the people that you want to buy tickets something to hang on to. And you give them, you, you throw them a win, you entertain them, uh, you show them a good time. That's a start. That's all it is right now, but it's a start. If you can win in, against Saskatchewan, you know, I still don't know, but really, I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but you're still on the right track as long as you're you're playing well. There's a lot of interest in Ford, totally different team with him uh, uh, under center uh, and with Jarius Jackson as OC. Well, I didn't, at times I thought their play calling was, you know, a, a little bit, I thought very underwhelming early in that game, but then once they decided to get aggressive, good for them. Uh, Now, they're running attack for two straight games against Calgary. Like, when you run for for over 400 yards in two games, you can't complain about the rushing attack. The rushing attack, and I give a lot of credit to the O-line. The O-line has been exceptional in the run game uh, the past few weeks. So, if you know that continues in Saskatchewan, who knows? We'll see what they do. Now we move to the the Oilers, and uh, today was their last uh, cap and skate that's open. They'll have a few more, but, you know, you have rookie camps and everything uh, coming in. Uh, thankfully, and then uh, orders will get on the ice to have their medicals and everything like that. Um, the the big question to me, and I, I watched it again closely today, uh, they were in two separate groups, but Broberg and DeHarnay, very different styles. Do you see one at all having the advantage, or do you think it's clean slate when camp opens for those two defensemen? <laughs> you know what? I wish I could. I, I couldn't even read mine like that when I was on the beat and in the room every day. But I'll tell you this, they're different players completely at different uh, points in their career, even though DeHarnay is still just getting his feet wet at the NHL level. Uh, you know, he's, I think, mean, just turned 27, if I'm not mistaken. DeHarnay uh, is a great story. But aside from that, he seems to understand what he needs to do to be a professional hockey player. He was on a podcast uh, last week. Uh, I mentioned it at Oilers Nation today. He really understands what he has to do to be a hockey player. Uh, you know, he battled depression. He battled anxiety. He struggled with a concussion. That'll throw a wrench into your plans when you're not an established player. He knows how to play. He brings a big, tough, willing body and here's the other thing that i like about deharnay jason and some people i don't know that they know this if they don't watch him closely he moves very well for a big man yes and that's the thing he is just not if he gets a hold of you in a scrum or in the corner you're in trouble he can come and get you if if he needs to and uh, he can he can play a gap and get there when he has to i like him i don't know nearly as much about broberg except what i've seen um I hate to have a kid sitting around uh, withering on the vine, but he's gonna. Ha- he'd have to show me something before I would use him ahead of DeHarnay at this point. Now that's with the caveat: let's see what happens at camp, let's see what happens in preseason. But I don't think you can force the kid in there just because he's a kid. The thing that DeHarnay has on Broberg, Broberg's a better overall skater. DeHarnay is much yep. stronger. And I know that Broberg worked on uh, gaining weight's one thing, but just getting stronger. And I've noticed at, at these skates, at the end of these captain skates a few times, I, I, I stayed late just to watch. And, and Matthias Ekholm, uh, a few days, was working with Broberg. 
on little things, and a lot of it was positioning, right? When when you enter into the corner where he wanted, and, and you're talking a difference of two, three, four inches sometimes, yep. and just different angles to take. And they worked a lot about when guys were coming out of the corner because I think if you go back and if there was an area at times where Broberg struggled last year, it was so you got a big forward down low. Right. And sometimes, yeah, body position's great, but then you have to combine body position with strength. And and Echo and him were working on that. And I think that's something that's gonna work on all year long. Uh, you know, it's no different when Duncan Keith was here and Evan Bouchard talked about like just those little tips, man, can go such a long way. And and that's what having veteran defensemen, you know, helps guys. You know, Nurse has done it with Bouchard, Eckholm's doing it with his fellow countrymen in Broberg, and I think that's a huge advantage for him. Uh Eckholm and Nurse were doing it last year. With uh, with Vincent DeHarnay and obviously I assume Will. It's not like Vinny has a ton of uh, experience under his belt by any stretch. But the one advantage he does have, I think, on Broberg is the strength, and he's got a nasty side to him. And to me, I'm a big believer in having different elements on your team, and so that's yeah. an element that DeHarnay has that not a lot of other defenders have. Now that's not the only reason I play him, right? Like if if all the other areas Broberg's beating him in passing and skating and puck decisions and you know positioning, well then it's a no brainer. Right, but if all things are equal, then you look at certain intangibles, and that's one advantage that Dayarnay has. You know, Ekholm and and anybody who's paying attention has seen this. Ekholm is such a difference maker because he does the little things like you're talking about in these discussions. Hey, I mean, it's uh, being strong matters, being physical matters, but so does angle, leverage. Uh, how you play that guy in the corner. There's a lot of players who aren't nearly as big as Ekholm or DeHarnay who play a solid physical game their whole careers in the NHL because they know how to lean on guys. They know what to do when they get there. It's not always about the big bang and the crushing body check. You go in and you handle a guy because you take them a certain way and you can be really effective. That'll help DeArnay. That'll help Broberg when he learns that. You don't have to be a crusher. You just have to be smart. Now, now, not the same player, so nobody get me wrong. Did Nick Lidstrom ever crush anybody? No. Uh, be smart. Be there at the right time and in the right place and you're good to go. Ruben Bronte joins us on Sports 1440. I'm Jason Greger. The Greger Show is always presented by Play Alberta. .ca. Um, you know, it's, it's a sloppy weekend at times for sure in uh, in the NFL. But there's an interesting story tonight, uh, Robin. Uh, of course, it's a, it's September 11th. 22 years ago today was, of course, the, uh, um, you know, the destruction in New York with the two towers. And uh, Robert uh, Saleh, who, of course, is the head coach of the Jets, his brother was working in the South Tower at that time. Thankfully for their family, he survived. But it made Robert rethink things. He quit his nine to five job and went into coaching. And now, twenty two years later, he will be coaching on Monday Night Football as a head coach of the Jets. It's kind of a unique storyline uh, to watch for tonight. And and what should be an entertaining game, of course, with Aaron Rodgers making his Jets debut. Well, you know what? It's a that's really a wonderful story about how you know uh, lives turn that day. And and unfortunately, as we all know. Uh, for the worse in, in the vast majority of cases. Uh, that was, you know, tw- 22 years ago is a long time, but if you're a certain age, you remember it. And to have him take it and take a message from it and have him change direction like that, uh, you need some breaks, you need some hard work, and you need uh, 
you know, that takes a long time, but it is a wonderful story. And you know what? Um, I don't want to go on about it because it has been 22 years, Jason, but I think about it. And it was funny. I thought about it yesterday uh, more than I would have, because I have not been near Millennium Place in probably a decade. Uh, I was on getting ready to go to training camp on uh, two, in 2001 when we started to see these images on TV um, and that and that changed everything. I hadn't been there, like I say, in near a decade. Yesterday, I went for a family outing with my wife and Sam, and I drove right past it, and I looked at it. And I don't need that to, to think of uh, uh, Ace Bailey with the Oilers, but when you've talked with somebody in the, the dressing room, we weren't friends, we were acquaintances. I was a reporter, he was a scout. But when you've had a, conversations with somebody, and then you find out, that he, along with Mark Bavis, uh, they were both of L.A. at the time, are gone. They were on one of those planes. Uh, it, ta- it, it You don't forget that day easily. So, um, yeah, 22 years. But good for coach for, uh, well, becoming a coach based on what happened that day. Rubes, have yourself a good one. Uh, we'll talk to you uh, later on in the week. Of course, uh, Oilers uh, rookie camp uh, gets going. Uh, they'll be in Penticton yep. uh, playing games starting on Friday and then uh, main camp begins with medicals next Wednesday and uh, on the ice on Thursday. And that's when we can start to see the DeHarnay Broberg. I think it's a really good battle. That's one of the, that's one of the main battles at camp. Uh, we'll talk about the, uh, the fourth line center on Thursday. Have a good one. There you go. That's uh Ruben Bronley, uh, Ruben Bronley, uh, Ruben Bronte, Robin Brownley combining the names oil report brought to you by Volvo of Edmonton. Lots of te- text lines humming early. I love it. Uh, you can text us at, uh, 833-401-1440. can always uh, send us an email in our Jiffy Lube inbox, gregor at sports1440.ca or connor at sports1440.ca. We have the uh, two-minute warning when we return and more on The Gregor Show presented by playalberta.ca. Continue on the Jason Gregor Show on Sports 1440. Hope you are having uh, yourself a wonderful day. Of course, the uh, the Gregor Show is always presented by... Uh, PlayAlberta.ca, where you can experience all the excitement of the casino right on your desktop or mobile device. PlayAlberta.ca, sign up as a new player. You uh, check in and you'll get to use the uh, promo code SPORTS20. Get a free $20 wager right now at PlayAlberta.ca. We're going to get to uh, two-minute warning with Cam Tate momentarily. we got a, a few quick uh, texts to get to. Hey, guys, I'll bet the Young Guns game in Penticton. Have the orders released their roster for the weekend? I know some teams have Jay. You know what, Jay? I look for it, and uh, no, it has not officially come on. I expect it to, to be uh, very soon. Uh, you know, and I could probably give you a pretty good guess. Obviously, any of the uh, recent draft picks of the team are, are going to, uh, to be there. I'm not – usually, if you've played two years of pro, they don't um, – they don't have you go. So I still think uh, Xavier Borgo would uh, would be going. He's only played one year. So I, I would guess, just based on um, previous times they've done it, that, that I could see that happening. So, you know, and then you, you look at some of the other, uh, uh, you know, obvious ones for the Edmonton Orders. Any guys who aren't NCAA, you know, like Bo Akey would be there, I would think. Uh, Nathaniel Day uh, would be there. Um then you know what? It's a little slim. You know, Jake Chason, uh, Matt Bay Petroff, 
Uh, I would think uh, Max uh, Wainer from the uh, the Moose Jaw Warriors, another one. Then you're going to have lots of guys who just uh, who aren't signed, who are free agents, uh, to fill out the roster for the Edmonton Oilers. They're not going to have like they they don't have right now. Lots of their you know like Dylan Holloway's here, Philip Broberg is here. Like their best prospects, Raphael Lavoie, they're all in main camp and are, are like I wouldn't expect Raphael Lavoie to go to that. I, I guess there's a chance, but I'd I'd be surprised. Considering, you know what, uh, he just finished his entry-level contract. So I'm going to guess he's not going. Um, I didn't even bother asking. I guess I should have asked. But, you know, he's he's here at this camp. So I, I don't think so. Now, you know, um, Savoy's another guy. He'll be there, I would expect. A few other guys who played one year in the, in the minors. Just gives them an opportunity to. They want to make an impression, get noticed. That's the key. Now, let's get to the uh, two-minute warning. With Cam Tate, for those who don't know, Cam Tate joins us every uh, Monday and uh, Friday. And uh, Cam's been a long-time uh, reporter in Edmonton. He has a cerebral palsy. He's in a wheelchair. And, and, at, and at times, it can be difficult uh, for him, to, for people to understand everything he's saying. So he does this uh, with the voice box. But he also does have a live appearance today in his two-minute warning. This is the one, the only, Brian from Imaphone Vox Box. Great to be on Sports 1440 with Jason Gregor. What a beauty. Today's two-minute warning with Cam Tate. The Big Gamble. Listen one time. The Big Gamble. Here we are. Third episode, Extra Vanganza. Could be the last. Come on now. Could be the last. See, when we started this, Jason Greger, the man himself, said he wanted me to be funny when doing this. So I have a clip coming up after the Edmonton Elks game. I asked the GM and coach guy. Chris Jones, a question. Oh, yeah. Now, after my new buddy Connor Halley plays the segment, Gregor might text and say, Tater, you're gone. Goodbye. Say goodbye to your Stingray studio and your executive parking is back. But I don't drive. That's why this is a big gamble, like third down and 95 yards to go. So if Mr. Gregor doesn't like this, I'm gone. If he does, we'll chat Friday. So here we go. My question to Chris Jones after the game. Here we go. You know, unfortunately tonight we lost four guys. Uh, and so, you know, you, you don't want to attribute that to a short week. But, again, uh, we've been we've been on the good end of those injuries for the last little bit since we've had full weeks. But then, then on, this short, on this short week here we end up losing four ball players tonight. I could make myself available. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, hang on after we get done. We'll, we'll make a deal. I'm one, the only Brian, for the two-minute warning with Tate on sports, 1440. There's Tater's sense of humor. Pretty witty dude at times. Even even though Con's, uh, you know, it's it's his first Monday, the new station. So he, uh, he was uh, apologizing, Tater, that he interrupted your two-minute warning with... Uh, like a live tag there. I think you hit the you hit the wrong button, didn't you, Cons? Uh, the mouse is a little closer than it should be, and I thought I hit the right side, but I know I clicked it, so it's my bad, Cam. I owe you one. There you go. So, what's funny about that comment is I'll make myself available. Is obviously Cam's in a wheelchair, got cerebral palsy. He's he has uh, he's very good at self-deprecation. He's got a good sense of humor. So, will it uh, be something? You see now. The four players that went down for the Elks, it's unfortunate. You know, they've got they got a lot of guys in the practice roster, so I think they'll be all right. When Trey Ford got absolutely rocked early in that game, I know there was lots of concern in the crowd. But uh, thankfully, and, and unfortunately, that's life 
as a quarterback, you're going to get popped at some point. The good news was he got popped when he was in the pocket, not, you know, running outside the pocket. Because I'll say one thing about Trey Ford. He's very good at sliding. Some people are like, well, don't slide. I'm like, what are you talking about? I never want my quarterback to risk getting an extra yard or two at the 40-yard line in the first quarter of a game. Now, if you're talking in the fourth quarter, there's five minutes to go and we're in a playoff game and, and you're closing in on the first, uh, like the line of scrimmage to get 10 yards, well, okay, maybe I'll consider it. But I never, ever am going to rip Trey Ford because he's sliding early. And giving up one extra yard. It's genius to do. I'd applaud him to do that more rather than less. So I, I, I didn't understand that. There's a few people in our section that were complaining about, well, Ford could have got two more yards. I'm like, and I don't say anything, but in my head, I'm just like, are you serious right now? You're worried about two yards at midfield? That's not making or breaking anything. The only thing that might get broken is him. So I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be looking at all that. And did they watch the team without him? Do you want to go back to that and risk the injury? No. Take, I, the, take the slide. Get out of bounds. Business decision, man. 100%. Lots of texts coming in. 833-401-1440. Gregor, the orders are in a heap of problems if DeHarnay is in any battle with Broberg. Broberg should be a no-brainer, and if not, the orders should rethink why Broberg is. DeHarnay is okay being the seventh and gets in a few games, but it might be a bit testy. Otherwise, I'm full Broberg for this orders team. Why? Why is Vincent DeHarnay a problem? That's what I'd like to know. Like, expand on that opinion. I'm curious. What is it about Vincent DeHarnay that was such a problem? Did he struggle in game one against Vegas? Yep. What about game two? What about game three? What about game four? Five or six? Vincent DeHarnay was the only oiler who played all five of those games who wasn't on the ice for a goal against five on five. He wasn't a problem. He wasn't the issue. That's a, he wasn't the only reason they lost. He had a bad game one. Guess what? So did other guys. But some other guys had some other bad games. Vincent DeHarnay, I, I think too often people remember the one game and it's like, well, that's all I'm judging him on. It doesn't matter that in game he rebounded and played quite well in games two and three and four and five and six. And it wasn't just goals against. You can go look at his shot for it was 63%. So when he was on the ice at five on five, the orders outshot Vegas by, by 63 to 37 percentage. Pretty good. His expected goals, if you believe in that stat, 55% in games two to six. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be so quick to just want to pile on Vincent DeHarnay because he maybe doesn't, you know, he doesn't have all the excitement and panache and razzle-dazzle of a first-round overall pick. Doesn't matter to me. Where guys get drafted three, four years ago, I believe, just me, my own personal thought, it's irrelevant. Where you get drafted on draft day is nice. It helps you in your initial contract. It helps you with what potential uh, bonus structure you can get. But three years later, after you're drafted, it doesn't mean a whole lot. You're a first-rounder who's not performing, and there's a fourth-rounder who's outperforming you. Guess what? Fourth-rounder's playing. It's just that simple. So I know that you might get more opportunities as a first-rounder. That I can agree with. But I definitely do not worry and say, well, I'm only going to play this guy because he's a first, former first-rounder. Why? Why would you do that? It doesn't uh, – I, I don't get it. Hey, guys, another big difference between Broberg and DeHarnay, and perhaps the most important, in my opinion, is that Broberg would be expected to play his offside. 
Based on that alone, Darren A has a big advantage. Broberg should be given the same opportunity. Dunner in North Van. Well, he is, but here's the thing. Ekholm, Nurse, and Kulak are your three left defensemen. Do you think Broberg's going to beat one of them out? Like, he's not beating out Nurse and, and Ekholm. And for the last two playoff years, maybe the most consistent defender on the orders was Brett Kulak. So, now, hey, I, and that's a good problem to have. The fact that Philip Broberg isn't gifted minutes, Oiler fans should be doing cartwheels, not complaining. Because for a decade, you watched young, and actually longer than a decade, you watched young players just be given opportunities in hope that they could handle it. Like, look at Oscar Kleppbaum and Darnell Nurse. Look the positions they got thrust into as rookies. Or even in the, they weren't ready for it, but they had no other choice. And the orders got spanked. And, you know, good for them. They learn and they improve, but it wasn't ideal. Remember, Darnell Nurse got paired that rookie year. He played most of it with Andre Sekera, who was never good at playing his offside, but they had no right defenseman, so they put him over there. And people are like, oh, Nurse is never going to be good. He's terrible. I'm like, yeah, he's playing with the left shot guy on the right side who doesn't play over there. And the team's terrible. Most guys have bad numbers on bad teams. It's just how it goes. It's like anybody who goes to Carolina, it almost doesn't matter what your name is. You're going to have good analytics. Now, does that mean suddenly you're a very good, reliable player? Or is there the way they play, lots of guys slot in there and it works. Awesome. They got a good system. It works. They're a high sh- volume shot team. So, that, you know, that leads to some other numbers that benefit players analytically. But I've seen guys who struggle. They go there and then guys who go to Carolina and they leave some and go to somewhere else. And, oh, well, geez, all of a sudden the numbers aren't there. I'm like, well, yeah, you got to take certain things into consideration. But I, uh, I'm not, I'm not yet on, you know, downplaying Broberg or DeHarnay. I'm excited to see how both fare this year. Because here's the one thing that I, the biggest shock I would have this year, and I know Order fans aren't going to like this, is that the top five defensemen basically played the same minutes that they played last year. Because the top five defensemen missed a total of two games. Health was unbelievable. That's normally not the case. Might miss 10 games, eight games, whatever it is. So I think there'll be games where both DeHarnay and Broberg will play when they're six defensemen this year. I just think it's, I hope I'm wrong because that means there's injuries, but odds and history will tell us that's likely going to be the case. Let's get to uh, Connor Halley in a sports 1440 update brought to you by BIE Engineering, your structural engineering specialist. Whether you're in the process of a rental or building your dream home, BIE can help you out. Go to BIEENG.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 